Hello and welcome to the Climbing Daily Wednesday News Show. Welcome if you're watching on YouTube and hello if you're hearing us on the podcast. So today, as well as the usual news chat, we're going to be discussing a very prevalent issue at the moment, which is people of colour within climbing. So stay tuned for that chat coming about halfway through the show. But climbing news is first. And Laura Rogora, uh, amazing pronunciation, she's never out of the news and she's back in it this week. Laura has returned to the Masone Crag in Arco, fresh off having done the 9A Plus Pure Dreaming Plus last week. She's posted on her Instagram account that she's sent underground a 9A. The route emerges from an enormous cave underneath the crag before climbing towards the light. Laura has been on a true rampage recently and this is another impressive tick for the 19-year-old Olympic qualifier. Laura Regora just smashing Arco. She lives down the road, lockdown, uh, you know, lack of the Olympics. We discussed it all before, but whatever yeah. is happening uh, to her, she's on absolute fire. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like she's on the, like that kind of accelerated curve, you know, mm -hmm. when they kind of get really, really good and yep. they're just flying. Yeah. Um, I think that she's on that. She's not going to really stop for yeah. a while. And you know when a crag suddenly becomes popular again, like that Masoni crag has always been there in the back of sort of people's heads. But like, I think she's really bringing that crag to the attention of more people because it's such an outrageous place to go climbing. And uh, just, just there's some amazing routes there. And, and um, just the fact that you can like climb out the cave and then have more kind of technical climbing after that. Yeah is amazing it's it's a bit of an iconic crag though i'd say it is a bit and it's it's intimidating because you walk down that hill you get to the crag and you're like oh there's this enormous crag and you sort of look downwards and there's this cave that just goes into blackness down below and it's it's uh yeah it's, it's like that that bold that problem especially is almost like this physical thuggy boulder problem upside down into a sport route so um yeah it's just just awesome what yeah. else can you say <laughs> okay uh more news now from belgium where anak verhoven has been sending hard Anak Verhoeven has reported on her Instagram that she has climbed the first ascent of an 8C plus forward slash 9A route in Belgium. She climbed the route after five days of projecting and named it Craftio, an homage to climber Chloe Graftieu, a Belgian climber who died 10 years ago whilst in the mountains at the age of 23, the same age that Anak is now. This is the 10th ascent of Anak of this grade or harder. So Anak... Back on it mm -hmm. after breakdown. She's doing well. Breakdown. After breakdown. She's all right. Should we send help? <laughs> after lockdown. <laughs> Sorry, no, you haven't broken down. No, after lockdown, she's uh, got straight back on it. She's very good at first ascents. Yes. She, she is. just like smashes out the first ascents. So, like, one of her 9A pluses was the first ascent. Mm -hmm. uh, she's, yeah, she's on it, as always, I'd say. So, um, Good play. Well done. Good yeah. play. Well done. Good. Yeah, nice. Um, and on this theme of, sort of comp climbers smashing it outside, Will Bosey, British climber, he's retained that ridiculous pre-lockdown strength he had because he, he's back at it with another hard climb. Will Bosey has climbed the 8B plus Boulder Bewilderness at Badger Cove in the Peak District. It took Will just four attempts to send the boulder, having warmed up by climbing the crux. Will prepared meticulously for the climb, watching a series of videos and using photos to get himself ready for the moves. In hindsight, Will reckons he might actually have been able to flash the boulder. So nice one, Will. Um, I, I think in my head, I always see him as sort of like a lead climber. I think mainly yeah. because he doesn't like, you know, but boulders look like huge sometimes he doesn't look huge but yeah I, f I forget how good a boulder that man is and i love the fact that he warmed he warmed up on the crux did the crux and was then like 
probably should have just given that a flash burn. You yeah. know what I mean? Because he just he cruised it. So uh, yeah, nice one, Will. Remember, like last time we saw him, he was doing dead weights. Uh, he was like bulking up for his speed climbing. Yes. So he's obviously gotten it, he's stronger. He's getting a muscle. He, he can do a 15 kilogram pinch hold on a lattice block, which is super impressive. I've been dabbling with that. I've been playing with it since they mm -hmm. gave me one. That is hard. Like okay. I'm like at 10, just, 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 just. Yeah. So he's been doing a lot of that, a lot of lockdown training, just come back to the crags and yeah, back on it. You could give some like really good Chinese burns. He could do, yes. I've experienced it. It's vicious. Will, please don't do that again. All <laughs> uh, right, next up, we've got news of another young crusher in Masone. Italian climber Philip Schenk has managed to climb two 9As at the Masone Crag near Arco. The 20-year-old managed to take down underground as well as making the 10th ascent of Pure Dreaming, the iconic cave climb of the crag. Two 9As by Philip Schenk. He's an Italian guy. It doesn't sound very Italian, Philippe. Schenk. Sounds more Austrian. But then I guess there's quite a bit of like that in Northern Italy, which is quite German speaking. Yeah. And there's quite a few German sounding people. Yeah, there. it's right. It's near the border, isn't it? Is it? Is Mikal Piccolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorolorol
I thought he was pretty chill, but I wouldn't want to mess with him. I thought it was terrifying. He really? had this like, yeah, because he was at the Adam Ondrakat. He was this guru and everyone was kind of like, oh, it's Marcus over it's there. Marcus Block, yeah. yeah, he had that hat Legend. down. He was just super cool. He had all the tats on. I was like, I was very impressed by Marcus Block, but I would not want to piss that man off. Yeah, I, I totally yeah, agree. But maybe, maybe Moritz. Moritz has got a, an equally cool name as Marcus Block. That's, it's a good point. If we're going on Morris, names Morris alone. Morris Welts yep. is a great name. Uh, Marcus Block is a great name. Yeah, But Marcus just set harder nine A's in the future. If yeah. you would. <laughs> Your words, not mine. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Marcus. Uh, that's it. Right? Uh, done? Na- nine nine, nine counter? counter. Uh, now, I'd like to apologise to our audiences because I messed something up last week, which was uh, Adam have you put, Andrew. Wait, wait, wait. Before we, before we start, have you put the... Have you done it? Uh, no. You promised you would last week. Lara Agora is still LR. <laughs> I think you should do it right now. Okay, I'm doing it right now. Here we go. I'm writing it in. If you're listening on the uh, on the podcast, apologies for this moment, but I'm writing. I, as you write, I'll, I'll talk to the podcast. Guys, okay. this is for the podcast. Um, we are sorry that the, the this has become more visual than it was before. It, before, when we were like either end of a Skype call, we could just talk our way through uh, nonsensically. Hmm. Uh, but nowadays, we have to watch Matt Groom write in a red pen on a bit of paper. So... Uh, for all you podcasters out there, I am going to talk you through what, Matt, what Matt's doing right now. He's scribbling uh, ferociously on a white bit of paper, trying to fill in the... Because before, he yeah. was too lazy to write the it full name. It was a spelling issue. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> I didn't write. want to make a mistake. But I've got an issue. I've got AT down. On on the women's 9A counter, AT. Who's AT? Who climbed 9A? I don't know. I don't know. Anyone? AT? AT. Uh, it'll Who come is to me. that? It'll That's terrible, isn't it? Uh, Anak Verhoeven. Is it not a V? Is, is it a T or a V? It looks like a T. I, I'll look it back. Okay, that might have to be the only one that waits. But um, yeah, so okay, that's one mistake corrected Yes. But fine. the second mistake is the Adam Ondra. A few of you guys pointed out that I didn't put the second Adam Ondra 8C tick down. I only gave him one point, but he did two 8Cs. Yes, that's true. But someone was saying that he should get two points for an 8C. But of course, this is the new 8C plus counter. Yes. So 8C plus is one point and 9A is two points. Yeah. So we did it right. We just missed one off. So Adam Ondra is, is in the lead at the moment, beating Daniel Woods and Jimmy Webb and Drew Ruana. For all the podcasters out there, Adam, uh, Matt just uh, put another mark beside Adam's name. Yes. It was unbelievably uninteresting. It's not visual at all. So you're not missing out at all. So podcasters, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's, it's very unvisual. Actually, you, it's probably better just to hear the voice. Just the dulcet tones. Okay, so that's the 9B counter done. Uh, we tried to make it as audio-friendly audio mm. as possible. I thought it was good. You know, um, BBC sports commentators during lockdown started commentating on everyday things because they missed commentating. Andrew Cotter. And you wonder what Oliver's doing here. Only has to hold on. Going to the upright, though. High tariff with no opposable thumbs. High risk at this stage. And it's gone and Mabel takes it. Right, we said we'd have a, a conversation. Um, yeah. You want to kick things off? Yeah, I think um, we... In the last week, I'd say, obviously, I think we all know kind of what's been happening around the world. Um, there was obviously like uh, a big incident in America and that's kicked off a almost like a domino effect to kind of a, a whole bunch of kind of protests around the world. Uh, people protesting against kind of racism, uh, kind of in, in support of Black Lives Matter. Um, and we initially uh, put out on Black Lives Tuesday. Yeah, Blackout Tuesday. Blackout yeah. Tuesday last week. We put out like a uh, a black kind of Instagram picture. Like at the time, we 
we weren't sure, but we wanted to show our solidarity mm -hmm. in, in what was happening. Um, but we, I felt like I didn't necessarily quite understand it back then. And I didn't understand what our kind of angle was and not, not what our angle was, but like what, how we were going to react. And I didn't want to just, it seemed like a real reactionary thing, just do something straight away. But we want to show our solidarity. And anyway, I was reading the comments under that photo today and people were kind of saying, look, you should, you, you need to do more than this. You need to kind mm -hmm. of show, use your platform in order to, to kind of speak out about these kind of issues. Um, and I think we just wanted to, and, and I, I, you know, I'd say personally on this, I, I wanted to kind of like get a feeling of like what we were going to say. I didn't want to just say something straight away. Um, and in that week since then, I've kind of done a lot of reading and I've done a lot of thinking, been a lot of runs, like where I've thought about this kind of stuff. And I've, I've come to the conclusion that um, my initial reaction and my initial reaction was, and it's probably the reaction of quite a lot of people was like, you know, this doesn't affect me. Mm. Like this is an American problem. We yeah. live in Europe. Yeah. Um, and, and, and also almost like being slightly scared of it because it's like, you know, essentially I'm a white middle, middle-class man. As am I very. Yeah. And when we essentially are kind of part of the problem in, in, in many respects, but I kind of was like, initially it was like, whoa, okay, trying to kind of distance myself. But the more I kind of processed it, the more I kind of came to the conclusion that within climbing, it is a very prominent issue. Um, like we go to a lot of climbing gyms, we go to a lot to a lot of climbing crags all over the world, not necessarily America, but all over Europe. And when you think about it, it is true that you do not see that many people of color within a climbing gym, at the climbing crag, it is predominantly a white middle-class kind of sport. Mm -hmm. um, and so the more I thought about it, the more I thought, wow, this is, this is really prominent within our industry. Um, so I, I, you know, I started kind of looking into it uh, and, I, and, and there's a whole bunch of great resources online and, and, and loads of people at the moment are sharing this stuff, which is, which is amazing, which is brilliant. Um, there's uh, a particularly good uh, film that we've watched a couple of times uh, called The People Are Climbing, which is a, an event video on Colour the Crag, which is an event that runs in Alabama. And it's basically to kind of like celebrate uh, people of colour climbing kind of thing. So um, I think that, uh, yeah, I think the discussion that we need to have, and, and I don't know about you, but I, I feel kind of a responsibility as people working in the media, representing our community and representing our sport like on on screen and like within the media kind of thing there is a responsibility on our part to react to this situation in in a, in a positive way yeah i i think i think and what you said at the beginning which was like that 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 <clears throat> hesitation to talk about it because we're white, we're middle class. I feel quite removed from the issue in my personal life. It, yeah. Race was not something I've experienced. I've definitely come into this sport from that white middle class background. And a lot of my friends who were climbing, especially back in the day in London, were of that category. Now, I, I think the, res the responsibility thing is interesting because... There's, there's an argument where people would be like, look, the reason that you guys aren't showing people of colour in climbing is because there aren't that many people of colour climbing to make those videos of that's a fair point but i think the issue is is that we need to be finding those people like we need to be looking deeper within the climbing community and actively seeking out those stories because you know we, we produce daily shows like you know that's that's part of my job is we churn out daily shows it's not that we're we're not choosing to do that it's just we need to work harder to represent people and show it off and talk about the issues um and I, you know, you, you, you know, you're, you're the, the head of commissioning for Epic TV. 
now this has happened, do you have you started to like think I need to commission more material? I need to find it. Like what what's the steps? Because for climbing daily, I'm thinking like how can we start to tell these stories? And it's it's. Um, well, I think that's it. It's, it's telling the stories, and it's like it's talking. Like, I think you know you you look into you know these videos and and people what people have written. It's like it's it's conversation. It's like it's talking to them. It's like finding out their side of the story and and represent representing that within you know articles within videos and stuff like that i think it's it's a conversation that that just needs to kind of keep going and, and developing and, and growing and um i i think like for us we we that initial reaction is is that like because you know we there's there's not many people people of color climb, uh, climbing in where we go climbing kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So how can we kind of be part of the problem? But the, 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 the you know we are kind of part of the problem. I'd say, and that is that's a that's that's the thing that we when everyone has to admit kind of thing. Um, you know, and and try to imagine what it's like for a person of color to go into a climbing gym, which is just all white people. Something that we kind of take for granted when we go into a gym, we don't even think about it. It's not even an issue. Mm -hmm. But whereas for that, for for a person of color, it's it's maybe not 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 as easy in order to do that. Um, and you know, the only way that you can understand that is by reading and educating yourself. Um, I there's there's a lot of good uh, stuff on Instagram at the moment. They have like a resource of articles of videos that they have like linked in their kind of website, and it's literally just like a Google's doc of mm -hmm. like the ways that you can kind of educate yourself on that on on these kind of issues. Um, I would also say follow Black Girls Boulder, uh, Color the Crag, um, Emily Taylor, like uh, tailored fit coach is a really good one to follow mm -hmm. as well. By following that and making yourself aware of that situation within our climbing community, a community that, you know, we like to think is like welcoming and, and open and, and, you know, really like empowering people to kind of like achieve their goals kind of thing. I think it's important for us to understand that it is something that we need to work on yeah. as, a, as a community. I read a few things on Instagram that kind of got me was uh, <clears throat> comments of people being like, we don't want apologies. You know, it's not like you need to say sorry. You just need to start doing something about mm -hmm. it. And I think we are in this unique position of having, you know, we're gatekeepers to a lot of things. Like we are a, a big climbing media channel and people see us, you know, the media that we're putting out, people are absorbing and that's what's affecting people. Mm -hmm. And I suppose that responsibility is is important to take seriously and it's it, it's it's a bit of a mind mess because it's like okay look I, we 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 have not i'm not sitting here being like i'm so sorry for what has happened but how do we change it like how do we go right we want to put these films out so people can see them move forward and just just get people kind of climbing more and feeling more comfortable and just exploring those stories and that's it's a big responsibility we have as well which is scary in a yeah. way like I, I think it's okay to say that like it's it's a big responsibility that we have to do this. And it's, I guess, gradually working out how to do it and, and being active with it. Yeah, absolutely. I think, like, uh, you know, so many, so many positive things about the climbing industry. I think, uh, the, and the way that things have been dealt with in the past can be used as kind of a framework as, and how to kind of deal with issues, these issues. I think, like, you know, looking at our, our audience, it's 98% like male mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, and we've recognized that over the, over the past, but like, it's still something that we need to kind of work on. Um, you know, so, and you look at the industry, the climbing industry, 
and we are unfortunately a good reflection of the fact that it is very male dominated you mm -hmm. go to like a lot of climbing gyms a lot of them are kind of male run um and you know kind of within the climbing industry a lot of the higher up kind of like uh positions are held by by men so there's just that kind of not quite understanding of like kind of male female kind of relationships within climbing but then also obviously you know people of color you add that into the mix as well it's it's there's there's a lot to learn basically mm -hmm. i think within within climbing um and it is a relatively new sport so which kind of plays into our advantage and the fact that we're young we're adaptable we're flexible we're kind of moving we can kind of really take on these kind of values and and really move forward with them this is the beginning of a conversation. There's a lot more to say about this. There's a lot of action to take place. Yes. Uh, and of course, you guys are going to be commenting down below. Let us know your thoughts and feelings of this. Be nice. It's YouTube. It's not always the nicest place to have a conversation. Let's be gentle with each other and let's have these important discussions. It's important though. And have a real conversation, like for sure. Like don't, I mean, you know, be nice, but don't hold back. Yeah. Yeah. Vent, but nice, nice vent. Okay. Is that nice good? Yeah, yeah that's, right. good, that's good. Uh, medias. Medias. On the Epic TV website. Okay, so just first up, I want to talk about um, the, uh, the uh, People of Climbing, which is a video that I just spoke about. Um, it's really, really worth like having a watch. It's embedded on the epictv.com uh, website. We haven't got teaser because we can't use it, but please go and watch it. It's really, really important. It's really interesting. It's really, it's fascinating and it's, it's eye-opening. Uh, so go and watch that. That's on the Epic TV website in the embed section. Nice. Next um, up. Yeah, Climbing Daily next up because we uh, yesterday we released a video on Matt Phillips, British power climber, Epic TV athlete. It's a little look at his life to introduce you guys. If you don't know Matt, check out this mini teaser. My scariest moment was uh, this high ball in Mount Evans Park. It's called Timeline. It's only like V2, but it's sort of like in the in the zone of not wanting to fall off when you get to the top. And this last move is sort of a, it's a lunge from, it's a slab climb all the way up, but there's sort of a bad hold on the right that I don't really properly have. I'm sort of trusting my left foot completely. And then it's sort of a lunge, but not for the lip, just over the lip is sort of a, a nicer hold. So you go for that and like you sort of hit the lip and like just keep going, hoping that you can get to the to the last bit, grab it and then pull over the top. So I guess that, that was a pretty sort of, scary-ish moment you know it's it's pretty sketchy i mean i had to do it like five times for the uh for the film as well so i got quite quite good at the move but the first time was quite you know quite nerve-wracking for well, the podcast is out there uh that was in thing with matthew phillips you just already said that but maybe they didn't get it maybe they just didn't understand it that's true they just what were the visual music? aspects of that interview uh, they would have just heard. Actually, no, it's a talkie interview, so they probably would have would have achieved it. Is, is Matt talking about like is, is some fun questions? There's some serious questions. It's just to get to know Matt uh, as an athlete and uh, and as a climber. Absolutely. Uh, comment of the week. Uh, shop stuff. Shop stuff. Sorry. Uh, alpinism in it. Alp it's all Alp about the big mountains. Alpinism in it. In it. Yeah. In it. It's kind of like uh, getting affirmation, and it comes from ain't it. Also, isn't it? So it's become. In it, it's obvious. In it, yeah. We we chatted about alpinism this week because there's loads of alpine deals on the Epic TV shop, and you might think it's summer coming. Why do you need to talk about alpine gear? Well, there's a huge amount of alpine climbing in the summer. You need a different kind of kit setup. It's it's kind of more accessible than winter climbing. Uh, there's a gear show coming out on Friday, all about packing, how to pack for it. There's loads of deals, so go onto the Epic TV shop, link down below, and grab yourself some bargains. What's your favourite alpine uh, bit of equipment? Uh, it's something I don't own, which is a Grivel North Face Tech Carbon, one of their ice axe things. Like 
because it's super late. I just want it. It just looks sexy. It's like 300 quid, but... Oh. So we, we put out a uh, an episode uh, on Monday, which was like three Alpine moments, mm-hmm. well, three Alpine videos kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and the first one was a Scottish winter climbing with Tim Emmett and yep. Ian Parnell, who are both legends of that aspect. But what I kept thinking was when I watched it was like, I would, I would drop, I would drop the ice axe. Like no, no. Yeah, because he hasn't got leashes it. on or anything. But no, just... no leashes on it, and he's like scratching around yeah, and yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I'd like do it, and it'd slip off, and I'd fall off, and I'd like, yeah, I'd drop it definitely. I like that video because there's three examples. It was like Scottish winter climbing, which is extreme. It was then us playing around in Chamonix, which was less extreme but still exposed. Yeah. And then we had the moose's tooth, uh, which was Mark and Janelle Smiley Ultimate exposure. Ah, oh, dude, the, the snow mushrooms on the top of that thing, horrendous. Go check that as well. I'll, I'll stick a link in. There yep. you go. That's a lot of fun. Comment of the week. Comment of the week. Ready? Ready? Go. You were going for up there, but you didn't. Of the week, week. I was more going for like chopped up audio. You know, like a like a you know when a DJ does that that what's it called? Scratching. Is it scratching? Yeah, fricky fricky fresh thing. I was going for fricky fresh on the cuh cuh cuh. You're so current, man. Yes, I am, aren't I? Mm. Um, my comment of the week is from Hayu23, and he says, has this episode been released as a podcast? The reason I'm bringing this up is because it is always a podcast at the moment. We're taking the audio from this new show, if you're watching it on YouTube, we're putting it on the podcast. So if you're in a car, uh, you want to listen to us. If you're running out and you want to hear this conversation every week, about Thursday or Friday, the podcast goes up. Big shout out to all the show. podcasts. Yes. Is that what they're called? Uh, I don't know, but that's what a podcast I used to listen to. You called them the podcasts. Podcasts. But maybe that's just a bit of copying. The podcast pod skateers, pod marmots. We pod, are in the Alps. Pod marmots <laughs> doesn't roll off the tongue quite so well. True. Maybe we'll, we'll get that. But anyway, big shout out to the pod- podcast people. Mm-hmm. Podcast people. Pod alliteration. It's quite nice. Uh, big up to yourselves. Okay, big up. Big up is just like, yep, yeah, nice to see you, man. Big up. It's like um, hail. Hey, like they were doing Roman times. I actually prefer listening to this as a podcast. Than you I listen do. to yourself back? I sometimes I like listen just to see what it's like, okay. uh, just see that what the other side mm. is like. I, I've done a similar thing and it's embarrassing because if your phone is linked to your car and someone mm. else gets in it, occasionally it pops up with my own voice. Yeah. So when someone gets in the car, it sounds like I've just been sitting there listening to myself. And how do you get out of that situation? I say, no, no, I just clicked on it to share the link on Instagram, honest. But sometimes I've Whilst listened. you were driving, that's dangerous, Matt. Well, you know, multitasking. Don't do that, park first. Yeah, don't do that. No. That's dangerous. <clears throat> right, my one is uh, ethics. I hate people that come and blast music on the route next to me. I go to get away from I go I go to get away from all that. That's from Water Goat. He's got a great name. Is it like Water Goat or No, no, it's Water Goat. Right, He's a Water right, Goat. Right. Uh but no, I brought this up because I think we should have a show about ethics. I tried to push it last week. Yes. Matt tried to push it off on someone else. It's, it's not what I want I to I think push. we should get Matt to do it. What do you I, think? I Let would want to do it, but I want to go to the UK and I want to film like the trad ethics to start with. So I think that's important because that is like the birth of it. It's where all the ethic forum debates happen. I want like I want an old school English trad climber to come in and shout at me for head pointing stuff. Okay. Should I, should I really Can you set that up? We yeah, we'll, I'll set. I'm on it. I'll I'm give um, what's his name called? Stevie Haston. Stevie Haston. I feel like we're giving Stevie Haston a lot of airtime recently about how scared I am. About, I mean, he's a legend. He's, he's a also legend. very scary. Yes. Let's get him along. Yeah. And watch you head point and shout at you. Okay. And I'm gonna, see I'm, if your performance gets better or not, because that's actually negative reinforcement. And let's see if that works. Yes, it doesn't. But if yeah. If anybody is wondering what I mean by negative reinforcement, check out last, last week's, week's show. Uh, it was very week's negative. 
reinforcement yeah. for yeah. our priority. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm going to drop a bit of ethics. Last week I dropped some ethics. All right. Yeah, I'm going to drop some ethics. Yeah. I have no issue with head pointing hard trad routes. I think the ground up approach is not progressive. And if someone's going to die on a route, I have no issue with them shoving a top rope on it. Just there we go. For the uneducated trad climbers like myself, let us know what uh, head pointing is. Head pointing is when you practice a route on a top rope. So usually you have to. The ethics is that you ground up it. So you look at a route, you do it from the ground, you work it out as you go. If it takes some falls, cool. You pull the ropes, you go back to the bottom. My issue is with hard trad routes, you're progressing the sport. Yep. What's wrong with head pointing something that's so dangerous someone's going to break their legs or even die? I've got no issue with that. And who, who's got issues with that? Stevie Huston. People have issues with this. I've had arguments in bars. So basically they just want to see it climb ground up. Yeah, like the pure way. So you work it from the ground up. Yeah, so you work it ground up, which I think is fine to a certain point, but I think like there are so many Indian face, for example, you know, very, very scary E9, death routes, people head point, people practice it, and I think that's okay. But there are people there at the side of the crowd going... Then people uh, will be shaking uh, their heads, here. forum typing hard, yeah. I mean, I would, I think we should explore this. Okay. I definitely think we should. We're going to explore this. it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. We're working on a few other bigger projects. An but opinion piece where we just like go and find out the people that don't like this stuff. Okay. And we maybe kind of cause a fight online. You want me to cause a f online fight? Right. Okay. And then we get the people to meet. This is going to be one of those things where like you're going to be behind the camera. Whoever's going to be behind the camera is going to be behind the camera safe, laughing at me, irritating <laughs> Stevie Haston. I know what's going to happen here. But if you want to see that, let us know. Um, you let us know last week. You were keen with it. But continue to let us know and we might do it. Nice. Okay. Uh, that is it. That's it. Thank that you. That was a mammoth show. It Apologies was. for everyone. To, uh, to be honest, I'm always intrigued by um, how, if people like the length of a show or not. Do you know what I mean? Because well, these have got bigger, haven't they? These have got bigger, and we're not sure if they got better, but they got bigger. Yeah. And I wondered if, like, we're just rabbiting on now. Yeah. Let us know down below if bigger is better, uh, and then we'll we'll read those comments next week. I actually shared this with a friend of mine the other day who doesn't climb, and he actually said, he, he said the words, if I was into climbing, I might quite like it. But he didn't. But he doesn't like climbing, right. so he's not so he that doesn't bothered. like it. Fair but enough. he just, you know. It's negative reinforcement feedback. Yeah, well, well done for being rubbish today. Yeah, you too. You were terrible. I think... That was probably one of your worst performances. Thanks, you were boring. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you for watching. That's it. See you later. See you next week. Bye. Bye.